Hey, what's up, Table Breakers? Welcome to a not-so-special uh, exclusive episode, live episode of 7-1 Blitz. Uh, it's me and DJ right now. We might have more joining us. Maybe not. We'll see. Um, just want to do a initial reaction to yesterday. I know it's nothing anyone really wants to talk about too much, but we're going to give it a shot. <laughs> DJ, what are your thoughts? Dude, yeah, I mean, having having now having about twenty four hours almost to decompress what had happened yesterday. Uh, lots of emotions, you know, sadness, frustration, anger. Uh, man, it, I mean, it'd be so much better if we weren't uh, we weren't fans of the team that lost like the greatest game that was ever played. So, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at today. Yeah, and I mean, and that. In, in my 24 years of life, that was the greatest game I've ever seen. It really was. I've never seen perfect quarterback play on both ends, and that's what we got. That I think yesterday was an official passing of the torch of because they Mahomes and Allen, I think, were always regarded as top five quarterbacks, but I think now they are one and two. I think they've passed the old heads, Brady and Rodgers, and I'm, I'm I've been. Aaron Rodgers has been my favorite football player since I was 11, and I think that transition has happened. This is the new breed of quarterback. This is the new alpha. This is what quarterbacks look like now. Yeah, um, and I, yeah, and I don't know if it's just like because we're we we get to see Josh more than we see Mahomes play. I think on a on a yearly basis, but it feels to me even there's a one A one B thing, and I still think Josh is like ahead of him, just because when you watch Josh and the things he does versus Mahomes and the things he does, Josh is like a like here and Mahomes is like here if that makes sense you know i think it's the athletic part i think you know Mahomes yeah. on that 40 yard scramble josh scores <laughs> where Mahomes, you know slides there's a there's a difference there i think that's what gives josh that slight edge and i don't know like i said that could be the homer taking me because we see him more often play but i think yeah they they definitely passed with with brady and rogers both losing i think it's hard to argue that, that that's that's what happened. That's the statement that you know the, the the passing of the guard, so to speak, or the passing of the torch. Um, but those guys, that last two minutes was absolutely bonkers. It was like the best two minutes of football I've ever seen ever. If um if you had told me that Stefan Diggs and Dawson Knox were going to combine for sixteen yards, I would have guessed the score was fifty five to six Chiefs. I mean, I'm shocked that that was the case and that this is still the score. I mean, they doubled the score. Both teams doubled the score in like the last two minutes, which was insane. Uh, But yeah, I'm surprised the top two like X factors of the offense or the two like most who you would think are the X factors of the offense were held to what they were held to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Diggs, it was just a testament to Josh and the, the, you know, Dable who's been getting a lot of flack today, but, you know, uh, finding, Making you know when when Diggs was taken care of, they found a way to get it to Beasley. If Beasley was covered, they found a way to get it to Davis. If Davis was covered, they found a way to get it to Singletary. They just utilized all the weapons, you know. And I don't I don't hate when when Diggs is uh, not getting catches. It's not the end of the world. Um, no, you know, I he doesn't care. If they would have won yesterday, and he had zero catches. He wouldn't have given a shit. No. Playing the AC Championship game again, you know, that's more important to him than a catch. That just means he's doing his job. You know, and then and the other teams have taken a good job, good doing a good job of eliminating him. But Gabe Davis, I mean, you know, we got a positive here. Well, next year, you know, he's definitely wide receiver too. I don't think there's any sure. shadow shadow of doubt anymore. Four touchdowns, that's a 
postseason NFL record. So there is no doubt with Gabe Davis anymore. Um, you got, even if you lose, you know, we could type talk hypotheticals and we're going to lose Sanders and we, we might lose Beasley and we could lose McKenzie, which I think some, one of those guys is probably coming back, but you still, the core is like Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox, Singletary, Josh. It's, it's still all the pieces are still there. And I don't think Mitch Morse is going to go away. I kind of thought maybe after next year. Yeah. I think he'll play out his last year, right? Last, next year's his last year. Yeah. I think there's still some fire there, especially like, hearing his comments today about his feeling even last night his feelings about josh and the rest of the the locker room and how tight-knit they are and i don't see him not yet i think he if he avoids injury he'll still stick around um i don't know i it was man yeah i hated the first half of that game we talked about it at the halftime show singletary running three straight times didn't look like that's what we should be doing Oh, so you let Josh cook, and that's what you start seeing is Josh do Josh things, and it's like become second nature now. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I'm I'm not a homer here. Like, I I try to be as unbiased as possible. I mean, I root for, for you know you know my situation. Yeah, but I I legit never want to hear anything about Josh not being able to do something. I don't want to hear about him not being clutch. That. I don't know if I've seen a more clutch performance in a loss. He had two game-winning drives within two minutes and lost. He he was a hundred percent on fourth down. That I don't know. Pick the play you want to pick to describe this guy. The, the two-point conversion was disgusting. There was that fourth and seven where he avoids two sacks essentially and gets and runs out. outruns and outruns Frank Clark on that. Does he? So. The, the touchdown, the game-winning, the essentially all should have been game-winning touchdown was a fourth and 14. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. I know there was a lot of blown coverage on Davis and that, but that still. Um, well, it wasn't blown coverage. He broke that dude's ankles. Well, he did. He did. Okay. <laughs> the disrespect. Uh, but, and I don't want to get on here and just, you know, do what everyone else is doing and play, like the who do we blame game. But 13 seconds, I mean. Yeah. Someone's got to answer for that. Yeah. I think it falls. We don't like playing the blame game for sure. I think it falls yeah. on, you know, McDermott. He is, all, all, you know, he is the coach. He is the head coach. So it's got to fall on him to a degree. You know, I heard him say that he didn't even think about, or he didn't answer the question about the squib, the squib kick. And, and in my mind, I, I'm not an NFL coach by any means, but I would have squibbed it and taken probably like four or five seconds off the clock. Maybe the Chiefs' approach is a little different. They're a little bit more aggressive. And they don't hit those things. I don't know. Um, they, there's just like it's tough. And then Frazier goes in the prevent. <laughs> like that one's boggling to me. I don't understand the prevent at all. Squib kick. That's a difficult one for me because you really don't know how it'll go. You don't know how he'll kick it. You don't know how they'll. Re- I mean, for all we know, it could go a little bit in the air and they fair catch it, or it doesn't go that far and they just jump on it at the forty-five. And then it's like, oh shit. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't want to speculate too much on the squib kick. I mean, if you think about it, if someone's got to go 50 yards in 13 seconds, I mean, you with the supposedly number one defense in the NFL, which I mean, that might be, I think, uh, an overrated stat. And I'll, I might elaborate on that later, but you would think we got them here, you know? Yeah, I mean, very much so. Yeah, I think totally. Um, I just, yeah, I've never seen anything like that. I didn't think 13 seconds was enough time. 
So I'm, uh, I'm, I was at a loss for, I, I literally turned off my TV and turned off my living room lights. And I sat in the dark for 45 minutes looking at a blank TV after, because I didn't know how to process it. So, uh, yeah, fuck. I mean, and then there's the whole coin toss aspect. People are like blaming the coin toss and it, I'm not going to blame a coin toss. The rule is the rule. You can't change it now. I mean, the Chiefs have already been on this side of it. So this yep. isn't the first time it's happened. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and make – that's not the reason we lost this game. We Bills just, voted against it. Yeah, they did. <laughs> no one's talking about how they voted against it. Yes, they did. Uh, yeah, they – man, I don't know. The There's no one to blame. I guess – I don't like blaming. We don't like blaming. Yeah. It's not our game. So it's tough. You lose the game because of the whole team, not because of one guy. So, would you have gone for it on that one fourth down where they punted? It was like fourth and one or two. No, and I that's a that's a I've seen that take out there a lot too. And no, because we were on our own like 32. Uh, I don't like giving Mahomes that short of a field, not at all. I think that was the right call. I I know Mahomes or I know McDermott gets some shit sometimes for not having the balls to go for it when he should. and I, you pick your, you got to pick your, your, your spots. And to me, that wasn't a good spot to go for fourth and one. Yeah. Great. You probably fall forward and get it, but maybe you don't. We needed one yard against Tennessee and Josh slipped. So you take, you, you take your chances. And I would not have felt comfortable giving Mahomes the ball with 32 yards to go to for, for a touchdown. So that, that might've been the game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could, it could have been, a, it could have been ended way earlier than it was if you uh, go for it. So I'm okay with that. I am not okay that, you know, he didn't challenge the Gabe Davis catch because I think you said something earlier about how Travis Kelsey's catch in the end zone. I don't know if it was you. I was talking to somebody, but Travis Kelsey's touchdown was almost the same kind of thing where it looked like he might have caught it twice and very similar, and they didn't even look at it because everyone was on the field and they were going to kick everyone off. I think the thought with that was – if it just stands, you burn a timeout that you might desperately need. I guess. I mean, they didn't even force Kansas City to take a timeout at the end there. I know. Can't, I mean, it's it, someone said that I don't know if this is true or if this can even happen, but someone was saying you can, uh, like literally hold a guy, get a penalty, the clock will run, and you do that three times and the game's over, or four times and the game's over. I don't know if that's true. I don't know how that works, essentially. I think if they can tell you're trying to shave clock, they might – a rule might kick in where they might put time back, but I, I'm really not sure. Well, it's – yeah, because the game can't the game can't even end on a defensive penalty. So it can't. You, I mean, if anything, you're making them have it do a, a Hail Mary, but I don't I, I don't know. I saw that floating around today, too. There was, like, that concept. Why didn't the Frazier do that? And I didn't know if that was real or bullshit, so I – I don't know if they were in a position to be able to do that. They gave him so much space. Yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. I've seen, you know, what, what do you think about, you know, Trey white? Do we, does that, does he make, is his impact? Would it, would, would the outcome have been different? Do, Trey white doesn't cover these guys that well. No one covers these guys that well. So on our pod, I said that was the fact that he wasn't there. Well, he was there the last time and not this time. Um, you're right that he doesn't cover those guys that well, but if he's there, maybe one more play gets made that just changes everything. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I can't say it will or it wouldn't, but 
You would think with uh, a top 10 cornerback in the league that something. I mean, those guys held their own for being late round picks, undrafted guys against Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. I mean, credit to them for what they were able to do, but I I think it was kind of inevitable what, what they ended up producing, especially Tyree Kill. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's not really many corners in the league that can cover Tyree Kill, so I'm okay with what happened. I mean, it, un- unfortunately, I'm I'm probably a little bit more disappointed in uh, Milano. Um, I think we paid the guy this money to do this game. This was his game. You know, this is the game he's supposed to be the X factor and defensively supposed to be a coverage guy and can can take. And he missed. I was so pissed when he missed that tackle on McKinnon. Like he tackled high and McKinnon slid right off him. And I was like, wait, what are you doing? A lot of missed tackles on the running backs. Yeah. I mean, I was disappointed in Milano's play. You know, it seems like every time he's been, we've played Kansas City, what, four times now since he's been a Bill, I think. Three times. And he's been out of the game twice. He's missed two of them. Yeah. Or he's been, he's, he's been in two of them, I believe. Two out of three or something. And in the, the two games he's played, he's been not a factor whatsoever. I just think that it's disappointing, especially because a lot of fans were like beating the drum for this guy to be be signed. He was a difference maker. He was a playmaker. And I didn't see it much last night. I mean, I'm not an analyst guy. I don't look at the all 22, so I'm not going to pretend that I do. Um, but from the eye test, from watching the game in real time, I didn't see Milano being a factor. And, you know, we spent a lot of time for the over the last two seasons, and correct me if I'm wrong, we spent a lot of time defending Tremaine Edmonds. And Edmonds probably played the worst game he's probably played. And it makes things a lot more interesting now this offseason. Yeah, made made us look bad, Tremaine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he looked to me, he looked slow to react. He looked out of position a bunch of times. He got eaten up on that same play that he got eaten up um against Tampa. Tampa ran the same play on him. It was like a shallow cross route. And- yep. Same thing. Chiefs did the same exact thing. They watched the tape and did the same thing, and it worked for them. Um, man, it's he definitely made us look bad because we are we've been really big defenders of Tremaine, and now to you know what are they going to do? It's what do you think? What do you think about you know Edmonds and Milano? Or were to me those were the two disappointing factors in this game defensively, in my opinion. I thought Rousseau, Rousseau played a hell of a game when he was in there. I don't know why they kept taking him out. Uh, for Jerry Hughes, Jerry Hughes looks slow. Um, you know, he looks like he's his best days are definitely behind him. But I thought Rousseau every time he was in there was uh, was getting past his guy, and Oliver was getting held every play, um, and he was still making an impact. At Oliver, you know, he showed up. So I'm pretty happy with you know some of these picks that we had. I think another year. I think you know it's hard. It's obviously easy to say now in hindsight, but I think the Chiefs are still going to be a team next year we have to get through. And I think I think we probably do it. If I'm going to say go out early on a year ahead and say that they get out and they they probably beat the Chiefs next year but they're going to be the team to beat again. And I don't think this team needs too much tweaking. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that this this is a team that's still able to beat the good teams. Well, I mean, it's an interesting cycle that happens every year because like when the regular season starts in september our last impression is the is what we see in january right and we kind of had this discussion in september where it's like when there were some struggles and it's like well wait a minute they're not just picking right up from where they left off 
And then the whole course of a season, so many things happen that may or may like may end up being completely irrelevant because when the playoffs start, just look at some of these plays that happen in the playoffs that you just can't predict. And you see teams that are supposed to do so well or supposed to, you know, there's a narrative already about them that just goes right out the window because of one fluke play that happens in the playoffs or just something so unpredictable. Um, but as far as like how far they are, I think, I mean, if we're talking off-season needs, I'm going to go corner depth, uh, interior O-line depth. Um, and I think I think you need to be more intimidating on the D-line. I don't think this is enough. Um, there is, I mean, I know there's only one TJ Watt, but there's, there is no guy that anyone's like scared of on that, on the Bills defense. I know it was the number one ranked uh, defense, like I said earlier, but if I'm being dead honest, how much of that, how much of those statistics were because of lesser opponents? I mean, we talked about how all the games without Trey White besides one were against inferior quarterbacks. I mean, if you look through the schedule, there's not a lot of intimidating offenses that they went through. I mean, it's not their fault. That's who they played and they played them very well, but I'm sorry. That is what it is. And this is what happens when you get to the playoffs. You're not going to play Davis Mills in the playoffs. Like yeah. that's, that's just what it is in my opinion. No. And I think that's, I think that's spot on. I think, you know, I'm interested to see what they decide to do with Levi. I think, you, you know, you talk about corner depth. I think even if they keep Levi, they, I, they probably still have to draft somebody or look into free agency. I think Levi's earned probably that contract, you know, again, not in going against, in, you know, superior opponents, so to speak, but, he, he played well, well enough when called upon that he's, I think, shown his worth from un, from an uh, un, un, undrafted guy um, to make this team. I think they'll pay him. You know, I think Harrison Phillips is important. I think you got to re-sign him. I think he's earned his keep as well this year, um, especially because I would assume stars done, right? I mean, is we got to believe. I don't know. He's on, He might opt out again or something, opt out of his contract. I think he has a player option or something weird. I don't know. Like, I could be wrong on that too. If I'm wrong, tweet at me and tell me I'm an idiot. But um, I think, you know, Jerry Hughes probably isn't coming back even, a, even on a friendly deal. I don't think, I just don't see him. He doesn't, to me, he doesn't look like he has anything left in the tank. No. You know, let, and let, and we, we drafted all these young guys, let them, let's see what they got. I think Rousseau can be a difference maker. He, you know, we always I, I like to bring up he was second before COVID. He was second in the nation behind Chase Young. And you're not that's impressive. There is there it's there. Does he have to probably put on some weight and some muscle? Sure. But I think he his knack for getting past guys and getting to the quarterback, I think he has it. I think it's just gotta be a little bit more development side, which I actually think we probably need I want a new D line coach. So I hope Leslie Frazier goes. So well, it's weird because with Rousseau, he seemed like a project when they drafted him. Then he like sparked early, but and then I'm not gonna say he went away, but it kind of died down a little bit, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, and I think uh, it was correct me if I'm wrong. Well, and I think they wanted to keep giving snaps to like Addison and Hughes instead. I, it was weird. It was like they were. I mean, I get it. They're veteran guys. They make the money, whatever. But I. I don't know. I, I've questioned McDermott. Some of his stuff he's done with taking, you know, guys off the field that are hot, you know, you go with the hot hand and it just, sometimes he doesn't make the best choices there. And I don't know if that's Frazier or that's just the game plan, but I thought, yeah, early on and even Basham yesterday had a play where he ran downfield like 12 yards and got, who the hell did he catch? Uh, 
What, was it a layer? It might have been a layer. Yeah, it might have been. But he got down the field really fast. I was surprised Boogie was that fast. So now all yeah. of a sudden, Boogie comes on the last five, four or five weeks and then has a pretty decent playoff, too. So it's like, okay, well, some of these guys that were potentially projects are not getting their snaps early in the year really show that there might be there might be something there. I mean, it's hard to say. And no, you you know, you still you still draft guys just in case someone doesn't work out or injury, you know, God forbid an injury. But yeah, I think I'm I'm probably less worried about the interior O line as I was, you know, six weeks ago. I think Bates really did a nice job in solidifying there. Um you know, they got to figure out what they're going to do with Feliciano. You know, I would, because if you get, if you try to get rid of him or be done with him, um, then you do you resign Bachter. So, or do you, you know, there's a lot of, and a lot of the guys I seen, I saw the list today of, you know, potential free agents. It's a pretty decent list, but a lot of the guys aren't making crazy, they won't be making crazy, you know, crazy stupid money here. So a, a lot of the list can get resigned. Um, I'm very interested too, you know, Isaiah McKenzie tweeted out earlier, almost like a goodbye post. I don't know if you saw that. It was like, you know, thanks Josh Allen for everything. Uh, almost like a goodbye where I, I wasn't, I will be the first to admit, I did not care for Isaiah McKenzie. You know, I didn't think he offered much value and man, I can definitely put my foot in my mouth on that shit. Cause he proved it all season long when he was called upon. He, he performed, he, that game against the was great. And, you know, the jet sweeps came, made a comeback and those were effective. And, you know, so like I'll eat my words there. I, I would, he's a guy I'd like to maybe see come back. You know, you're going to save like 9 million if you cut Cole Beasley, right? I think. Yeah. Is it like 9 million? So you, you cut Cole Beasley and you re, you resign Isaiah and you, you still, you give him a now $6 million a year, $5 million, five and a half. I don't know. I'm not a wide receiver money guy, so I don't, I'm not sure what's fair, but I think it's cheaper than 9 million. True. And sure, yeah, the drop off might be there, but the the Bills team this year looked like they were transitioning with life without Beasley. And yeah, opinion, that's fair. The, the way they didn't utilize him like they did the previous year, I think they were maybe some stuff going on. Who knows behind the scenes or whatever? But it seemed like there was a transition away from Beasley uh, for most of the year. Um, I was gonna say something. Sorry, I'm rambling. I got a lot to say. Way more than I thought. Um, so is there a fear factor in just because of the way they lost that there's like a, I don't know, like a domino effect with this going into next year? No, I don't think so. Maybe a little bit. Um, you know, I think this team lives on their, you know, playoff caliber, humble and hungry. Josh Allen's still the undisputed leader in that of that team. And I think that everything just still still stays tight ship. You know, this is a team, it's very weird to see a team like especially a Buffalo team that we, you know, we talk about, but in, in general in the NFL, teams like this that stay on this like straight narrow path and don't have many distractions. They don't have a lot going on in, in drama. There's like they're just like laser pointed focus, which is crazy. Because how many teams, I mean, even the best of teams, you know, there's Tampa had Antonio Brown shit. Green Bay had Aaron Rodgers with, with whatever he's doing these days. Like, the good teams still have these. I mean, Mahomes has his fucking stupid brother and his dumbass girlfriend. I mean, these the, there's these distractions. You don't ever hear anything. Isn't that weird? I know. It's weird. Because it's like this sport is, 
it like breeds chaos and it's hard to you don't hear about guys partying and being stupid you don't hear you literally hear nothing i mean it's a weird like because it, it's always kind of been the thing i don't know if it's because no one cares to cover anything that happens here so like even people that are potentially star players they're not star players because they don't get the, the attention that they deserve i don't know if it's that um i don't know if it's lack of nightlife in buffalo or the weather i don't i don't know what it is i mean i don't know how no matter how good your culture is i don't know how you convince 53 players every single year to not mess up one time it's impressive it's weird yeah it's impressive it's actually quite impressive i mean think about uh the only thing that comes to mind when i think of something that happened would have been probably zay jones um that was first year and they didn't they traded him and obviously, like even further back under a different regime, I would say Marshawn. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Darius, Darius had his stuff. Yeah, we and have we, no. Okay, we now thinking about it, we did have a few issues in the past. But, but like when when McDermott got here, those issues yeah, kind of went, went away. You know, they went away. They there hasn't been. I don't know if that's Josh Allen. I don't know if that's he. The the, the culture obviously is the culture is obviously right. I mean that that's a given. Like. So I don't to answer your initial question. No, I don't think this this this. I think this fuels them. I think you know Josh Allen gets hungrier the more he gets almost disrespected. Um, I just think he and because we've talked about now for, this is for two seasons now we've talked about Josh Allen like he's you know he is what he is. He's still not at a ceiling. He is undefendable. Yep. And. He doesn't even know what he's capable of. Still, I I think already he's the greatest uh, fourth down quarterback of all time. Yeah, well, he's he's well on his way to being one of the best postseason quarterbacks. He's one he's well on his way to being one of the best regular season quarterbacks because every week for the last four weeks I've seen him be the first in NFL history to do this, this that, or this that. Like he's already blown past Cam Newton almost in every statistical category. I think so. Like. I'm just glad, even though I mean I know they lost, and but I'm just glad everyone acknowledges what he did yesterday. Yeah, and, it it definitely feels good. I mean, if there's finding comfort in in the heartbreak, it's that we've seen the national media really give him some attention. Even Nick Wright, of all people, said he he went on his show this morning and he said no more Josh Allen slander. He's yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, I mean. Portnoy said something about there, there's two things you can look you can be positive about if you're a Bills fan. You're not the New York Jets, and you have Josh Allen. Yeah, and he, and he said Josh Allen will win Super Bowls. So, and I I believe that I believe Josh Allen will win Super Bowls. I think the Bills will win too. He's he's obviously going to win here because he's not going anywhere else ever. Yeah. So he will be on the wall. <laughs> he might be in the hall. Like Josh is not going. Josh he will win. I think this team is a championship team at some point in his career. Um, do you think Josh yesterday gift wrapped uh Brian Dable the New York Giants job? Yes. I almost feel like he wants him gone. You hear his comments today? No. He really kind of it was like, uh, yeah, I mean he's probably gonna go and he said something about he's looking forward to someone in house hopefully being the offensive coordinator. So I think he really wants Dorsey. I think I actually think Dorsey Does he go with him? No, Dorsey's not going with him. Uh, because Dable's gonna call the plays. If Dable goes to the Giants, he's calling the plays. True. I don't think he'll have like an assistant coordinator, but I think he'll be the guy still calling the plays. Good, good, good luck, Brian Dable. If you're because the report is like he's definitely going. I heard like an hour ago he's 
it's all but all but done that he's going to the Giants. I could see that being short lived, and you don't have Josh Allen, bud. Sorry. Yeah, you're not going to fix the Giants top to bottom. And you're, and you're talking about maybe adding, you know, Trubisky. They're talking about they already have Jake Fromm. They added Daniel Jones in that quarterback room. And if you're going to go to New York and think that Trubisky is going to be your answer, you know, you kind of deserve the outcome of that. Also, I found New York media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, if I was Dable, I would have maybe waited around to see if Jacksonville was going to interview me. I think that's still the premium job out there is Jacksonville. I think they go left, which, but yeah. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, we talked about that. I think it makes the most sense. I think bring them home. Let him finish the job. Hey, he yeah. had a, he's going to have a second interview, so it looks likely, I think. Yeah, I think, though. Yeah, I think they will, you know, I think, yeah, Josh probably put him on a silver platter last night. Like, here you go. You want him, here he is. Conspiracy theory. He, he played that well to get rid of him. Yeah, and I think that's a crazy – I'm not saying that's a theory. Don't don't tweet No, him. I know. Don't – anyone listening, don't tweet stupid shit at me. I'm not saying that's what he did. <laughs> I do I do worry now about Leslie Frazier. Um, oh, I think I don't know. I I think he just eliminated himself from a lot of conversations. I, I actually think he really did. I think that prevent defense. People are going to be like, "What the fuck were you doing?" Prevent when you you know they could still get a field goal. I, that if he goes to Chicago, good luck, Bear. <laughs> good luck, Chicago. Because yeah, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I want to phrase your back. I actually want, I probably think these guys have like kind of run their course in the NFL being a coordinator. If you're good at it, it's very short lived. They're good at it. It's short lived. Move on. I, I think in a couple of years, what Josh Allen did for Dable, Josh Allen's going to do for Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey will be out of coach in a couple of years because of Josh Allen. Well, it'll, it's like the Manning effect. How many guys did Peyton Manning get head coaching jobs? A bunch. I'm sure. Look at Tom Brady. Yeah, McDaniels, McDaniels, they're a fucking the one guy went to Notre Dame, uh, Charlie Weiss. Yep. Uh, it never works out, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it never, it never works out because there's always that connection between your quarterback and their your coordinator. When you come up together like they did, it's very hard. Well, to, not like, only that, that, but then when you have quarterbacks of that talent, it makes your job a lot easier. And then when that gets taken away from you, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, if you're going to go any kind of conspiracy theory here, I would go more so that Dorsey probably pushes Dable when the offense is sputtering. I think Dorsey's input is to get Josh going a little bit more. Where, where Dable might want the balanced attack, I think Dorsey, might, they might butt heads there. And th- this is all opinion. I have no fact to back that up at all. But I think that could be why maybe Josh would say something like that, where he kind of like hinted that he wanted Dorsey to be the guy. Maybe Dorsey has more trust in him. Um, which Here's a question. Good. Yeah. And I mean, maybe this has no shot in hell of happening, but, and you've talked about this. What are the odds they get Jordan Palmer? I would, I, it's a dream scenario, but I think he likes, to, I think Palmer likes doing what he's doing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they could rope him away from what he's doing. I, I mean, I don't even know if he has a desire to do that. True. I mean, that would be, that would be the dream scenario. But eventually, then, then what happens? Josh Allen makes Jordan Palmer a coaching candidate and you lose Jordan Palmer. That's I think that's what's going to happen throughout Josh's career. He's going to have a ten to fifteen year career. Uh, so you figure it's already almost going. He's going to go into year five next year. So he's got you know ten more years, maybe, hopefully eight to ten more years. Um, and you, I would say you would see probably what two OCs beyond now. Yeah, some points of being head coaches because that's just the Josh Allen. It's going to be the Josh Allen effect. 
he's going to make all his coordinators look good. He doesn't need a coordinator. Let's be serious. Does I mean, he even need one? <laughs> technically, someone has to have the job, and I someone know. has to technically call the – but, yeah, but, I know what but, you mean. But, I mean, Josh. Josh's best plays come unscripted. So what is a coordinator actually doing? You, well, I mean, you just you can't have a completely unscripted offense. I know Josh can do it, but the other 11, other ten guys need to know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, I think. I mean, I would love Jordan Palmer. Trust me, I think that would be great. I just don't think. I don't think it'll happen. Um, I don't know. I think. If, I think it's Dorsey that replaces him. If it's not uh, Dorsey, I don't know. I don't know who they would. You know who they would fill it with. I think they got somebody lined up if Frazier goes. Somebody in house. There's like three names I saw out there floating around. Frazier leaves. I don't know. I think. I think there is light at the end of the tunnel. It feels. I can tell. You know. It, it definitely feels like shit. Waking up this morning and realizing that last night was not a dream. That it actually happened. Um. You know. Everything. The stars were definitely aligning. A home game in Orchard Park, playing the Bengals. That we probably would have. That defense would not have been able to stop Josh Allen. Um, no, I mean, you could tell when they were, when they scored with 13 seconds left, the way, I mean, seeing Josh on the sideline and the rest of the team, the, the look in their eye and the, the feeling I, everyone had sitting on their couch they're Oh, they're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think, I mean, it was weird because it doesn't align very often. You know, how I mean, we've been fans of two really good, well, not a really good team for a long time with the bills, but you've been a fan of the Packers for a really long time. They're always a good team. How many, how many Super Bowls Aaron Rodgers been to? Yeah. One. It's hard. It's hard to get there. So that everything has to align perfectly. It felt like it was aligning, but clearly, you know, football gods decided it wasn't our time yet. But I think we're close. I don't I think we're close than we are further away. I mean, I heard someone call WGR this morning and say trade everybody with Josh Allen. So I mean that makes sense. Um oh, I God. mean I can't close is a friggin' understatement. I mean, they they I mean they had it. It was they like a giveaway. I mean, they pretty much they they were there. I mean they're not as far as like yeah okay they're close as far as like they didn't win the game so they're close but as far as like actual like ability and skill and willingness to, I mean it, they have it like it's not close they have it yeah. um it was just given away uh by whatever it it was whatever you want to blame it on but Josh Josh is a Josh is a Super Bowl caliber quarterback there's no yeah, like there, I mean, there really is no doubt. I don't think in most people's mind that know the game of football that this guy will ho- hoist a Lombardi at some point. Yeah, you got some. You got something like personal against him if you. Yeah, you, I mean, like, there you can't stop the inevitable. I think last night was the closest we saw. You know, an unstoppable force meet an immovable object. I think was like, you know, whatever that quote is. I think that was a, yeah. a really good way to describe that game. Let me say this. This ought to. That's how to do it. Don't fire me up. <laughs> Bills win that game if it's in a dome. Oh, fucking. Don't fuck. Fuck. <laughs> we were going good for 36 minutes almost. And you had to bring up the dome. Um, I, I don't think we necessarily need a dome. I'm still going to say I'm on team no dome. But oh, yeah. I do I do think that those couple of losses to Pittsburgh and Jacksonville and even the Tennessee one, if we're the one seed and it has to go through Buffalo, I think we beat Kansas City here. Um, I think I think this shows how important the home field advantage is, especially when you play in a place like Kansas City. Arrowhead is one of the hardest places to play in. That place was loud. I mean, there was that. I was I think it was after Mahomes 
put them up. And it was it was right before the Bills score with 13 seconds left, and that place was like deafening. The crowd was so loud you could tell through the TV. I can only imagine what it was like in person. Oh, and yeah. that's the difference between home field. I don't care if it's in a dome, if it's outdoor, if it's in a park down the street. Like home field is home field. And I, a couple of plays this year, we're home. I mean, that can't that Titans one's gonna haunt me forever. That slip at the one yard one yard line. That's the difference because we would have been the one. Right? We had we would have had the tiebreaker over Tennessee. Yeah, and then you would have had the tiebreaker over the Chiefs too. Yeah. So that slip, that one yard cost us the one seed. So that's crazy. But one seeds didn't fare too well this weekend. So I don't know. You got you gotta you gotta pick not. your poison. You gotta pick your poison, I guess. And that's the only that's the other downfall. Yeah, you get this home field advantage, that's great. But the other side of it is you have that extra week off, which not all not as always the best. Those teams came out looking kind of flat, like you know what I mean? So it's like, eh, do you want it? Do you not? I don't know. Do you want to get into uh, like Super Bowl predictions, or do you want to wait on that? Um, no, we can get into. We can, we can, yeah, we can talk about. It. We got. We'll do so. Yeah, we got. I got time. Whatever. Um, yeah. As a football fan, just strictly football fan, I want Chiefs Rams. I just do. I I just do. Yeah, I think that's the be- that's probably the best case scenario for for the league. I personally want to see Joe Burrow um, just because I think he's fuck, he's the next best quarterback next to Josh Allen, in my opinion, that's fun to watch. I think Over he, Mahomes? Yeah. Come on. I don't, I don't like Mahomes. I don't like Mahomes because of his brother. That's not his fault. I don't, it is. It's his brother. He's blood. It's 100% <laughs> his fault. 100%. Oh, could have told, told his mom to wear, you know, he's all kind. you could have told his dad to put a count on him. Oh, jeez. Weird shit. <laughs> No, you can't deny Mahomes is <laughs> no, but those are the top I two. Do, I do like Joe Burrow. I want to see him succeed. I think me too. After, after coming off the ACL last year and the start the season he's kind of had, like I said, he's still my pick for MVP. Um, well, if you count last night's game, it's still it would have to be Josh Allen. But yeah, but up until then it was Burrow. Um, it's just because no one expected him. The line sucks. The defense isn't that great. They have a couple weapons that he's really, you know, found a connection with. And, yeah, I, I think Burrow's fun. But, yeah, if he goes – the only downfall to me wanting Burrow in there is if he plays the Rams or the Niners, he probably loses. So, those are more far better defenses than what he's been accustomed to playing. I think he could beat the Niners, not the Rams. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it's tough to say because I thought – I think Jimmy G sucks, and here we are. He's in the NFC Championship game. So, I, I fucking – what the fuck do I know? Um, here's a conspiracy for you. Um, last year, Bucks hosted the Super Bowl. They got swept by the Saints in the regular season, beat them in the playoffs, and then beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Rams this year are hosting the Super Bowl. They got swept by the 49ers, have a chance to beat them to go to the Super Bowl that's in L.A. to potentially beat the Chiefs. So before the FBI takes me away, I want credit for that <laughs> one. Yeah, I, I actually I, remember, I just read something like that too, not too long ago about that little theory. I don't know. I mean, if that happens, great. Let me let me get Patrick Mahomes two back to back fucking Super Bowl losses. Fuck it, give me four back to back Super Bowl losses for Mahomes, so we can stop talking about the '90s Bills. We can talk about the fucking 2020s Chiefs. Fuck, <laughs> give me four straight Mahomes losses. I'm taking it. I I'd rather not go and have that happen. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
Um, yeah, I think Ram, Rams Chiefs would be very fun. I mean, it's a high-powered offense versus a high-powered defense, and you know, the Rams probably have the slight edge because their offense cancels out the Chiefs' defense. So it'd be a good game. Yeah, um, as far as the AFC Championship goes, I think Joe Burrow's capable and his receiving – I don't know if, like, their O-line, their defense, especially their defense, can hang with uh, the Chiefs, especially after the game they put on uh, with the Bills. I don't know if yeah. riding that high, I don't know if the Chiefs are going to lose at home to the Bengals. Well, do didn't the Bengals beat them or come really damn close to beating them? They beat them at the last second field goal in Cincinnati earlier in the regular season. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be tough for them. I, I mean, I think Kansas City's defense will have a hard time hanging with that receiving core. I mean, that receiving core is arguably at par or better than the Bills as far as depth. And besides Diggs and Knox, which I guess you could compare to Jamar Chase and Uzama, I think the rest of the Bengals' core – apart from those two, is better than the rest of the Bills' core, apart from uh, – well, I guess I could put Davis in there, too. He deserves that after yeah. last night. But I think overall the core is on par with um, the Bills. And then the run game with Mix- Mixon's obviously the, a better back than anyone the Bills have, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so it, it won't be easy for them to stop, but I wonder if the pressure is going to come on to the Bengals a little bit here. Yeah. And what's that guy on defense? Trey – Trey Hendrickson. Uh, yeah, I I always forget his last name. Um, I think that if he can be the X factor, kind of if if they have any kind of shot in hell to beat the Chiefs, he's gonna have to get after Mahomes and be very effective doing it. Um, because we saw I I thought I saw early on if the Bills we had we looked at like the best team that couldn't get a sack ever against Mahomes. Like we were getting pressure, just couldn't get the fucker. So like if if they can, if the Bengals can figure that out and get him and bring him down, you know. Mahomes is beatable if you get to him. I think, you know, that was the blueprint. Like, the Bucks did in the Super Bowl. That was the blueprint. Pressure Mahomes. He's not the best. He's not He's not the best scrambler. He's not. He doesn't have, you know, yeah, he makes some crazy. He's capable. Throws. He's capable, but he's not the most athletic dude out there, if that makes sense. Like, I don't mean he's like a, a, um, a turtle either, but he's just not, yeah. you know, he's not the fastest. He's not the best runner in open space. He slides instead of taking the hit but that's i mean that's a preference but um yeah i think i don't think the Bengals can win but i hope it's closer than i in my heart think it's gonna be one thing to be concerned with though on the flip side of you saying pressure on mahomes burrow got sacked nine times they managed to get away with a win because of a Tannehill interception but usually you don't do that yeah. you usually don't get sacked nine times and win um frank clark and chris jones We'll probably get through to that offensive line. Um, yeah, and and that Kansas City crowd is better than that Tennessee crowd. Yeah. So uh, watch out, Joe Burrow, for that. Yeah, but, the only the only thing I think that gives me hope too is Burrow's you know ability in big games at LSU. I think that will help him here. I think he comes off as a little bit better um, prepared than you would think he would be, if that makes sense. He's one of the few that have had college success, in my opinion, and then it translates to NFL success at a quick, quick rate. Yeah. You know, it's hard to come in day one and, and excel, and he's kind of done that. He hasn't yeah. looked even and in the it after tearing his ACL too. Yeah, I think he looks he looks pretty good. And he's confident in his ability. I mean, he yeah. is he is very confident in what he can do and bring to the table. So I, I, I'm a big fan of Burrow. Uh, I just don't know. I said, we said it earlier in the year. We didn't think this was our time, their time, but here we the fuck are. They're in the AFC championship game and we're not. And 
fuck, we're wrong. And <laughs> they could probably do it. I also don't know if Zach Taylor can outcoach Andy Reid in this situation. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably fair, too. I mean, I have Zach Taylor in my predictions again, winning coach of the year. But yeah, to outcoach Andy Reid in at in Arrowhead, and I mean, that's that's a tall ask. It's a tall ask for anybody, especially a younger team with not the best um, roster up and down. So, but yeah, and then the you know on the other the flip side of that, you know the the NFC game, the the you know the Rams and uh, the Niners. I, I honestly don't think the Niners can hang. Like, yeah, I know they really shouldn't. I'm, I, I don't know how they swept them in the regular season, but they really shouldn't. The Rams were on. The Rams are incredible. They tried on five different occasions to give the Bucks the game, and they still won. I mean, they are just loaded. That defensive front, Jesus Christ. Um, and then, interestingly enough, Kittle and Samuel, towards the very end of the Packer game, got hurt. I don't know how serious they are. I think they're practicing, but I mean, if. Those guys aren't 100%. I don't know if the Niners – I don't know how the Niners could have a chance at winning. I, I, I honestly don't know how the Niners are even here, honestly. I really, I, I know that Debo Samuel is, like, fucking really good, but how? How the fuck are they here? This should be – this should be a – this game should be, over, in my opinion, before halftime. But, again, sure. I'm, wrong, I'm wrong all the time, so – I thought I wasn't wrong all the time. And in the last 24 hours, I've been wrong a lot. So, um, Speaking of that, you owe me an apology. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why? You said it was a two-score game, and I was out of my mind for saying it was going to be Chiefs by five or six. What happened? Chiefs by six. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sorry, then. <laughs> I, had the score, I, had the, I had the score almost right when I, had my, when I talked to Booby the other night. Okay. I had 42-34 uh, bills, but I was wrong. I was close. I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, the Rams. The Rams are gonna win this game against the Niners for sure. I just don't. There's no. If they fucking. I don't. No, there's no way the Niners win. It's um, a letdown if the Niners. I mean, if if all, if out of nowhere we just get this most random rematch of Niners Chiefs, I'm gonna. That's gonna be a letdown. No, wait a second. Wasn't the Super Bowl in '88 Niners and Bengals? Bengals? Yep. Fucking a. That's what's gonna happen. We can stop and talking. That's what's gonna happen. Bengals beat the Bills in the AFC Championship that year. What should have happened? Well, hey guys, what's going on? All right, DJ, uh, that's all I got for today. Um, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see uh, the Niners. Uh, yeah, Rams play back-to-back home games, and uh, yeah, they win the Super Bowl. But for entertainment value we want rams chiefs yes said that already thanks for joining <laughs> the one time he doesn't have his phone on him all right the only breakers. time right on my phone on me all right table breakers we are out we will be recording tomorrow our episode will launch friday at what is it now not noon doug is it noon 11 or 12. Okay. We, 11, we or, 11 or 12. The producer, producer doesn't know. <laughs> it's 11 or 12. Whatever, whatever I decide. Whatever he decides that day. Um, in the meantime, follow us at 71Blitz on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Um, and, you know, follow Trainwreck Sports on all platforms as well. And, and 
And remember to follow and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you can listen to get your premier Bills content. Awesome. Thanks, Doug. Really appreciate it. <laughs> really appreciate the effort tonight. <laughs> we're doing absolutely nothing longer than anyone else. <laughs> yeah, we're in, we're in the room waiting. You know what? Time. <laughs> you know what? Jimmy Garoppolo has been doing it his entire career, and look at him. <laughs> All right, you you are our Jimmy G then. If that's what you want to be. <laughs> I'm I'm abs. No. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll uh, we'll see that we'll see all of the table breakers. Uh, well, you guys can see us on Twitter for more in depth analysis of this Bills game and then some more predictions and stuff about the the rest of the playoffs. Peace out. See you.